Louder! And it's time for the Gore and More Podcast. Gonna have a good time. Gonna have a good time. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. We're going on now. A ball break, walking in and head in the moonlight. We'll be the sweets all day. I swear, we'll never part. Going on a ball break, running in the sand, feeling all right. And what is up, Gorehounds? Welcome to the Goremore Podcast. I am your not so mean Fluff Master Supreme, Big Johnny D, bringing it in. However, we're a little light today, so it's just Steve bringing it in with me. Yeah, buddy. We do have Chad Daddy potentially coming in. He's having some technical difficulties. And Bobby is having some uh, booty hole difficulties. Yeah. Yeah, Bobby's Bobby's his own worst enemy at this point right now. (laughs) Uh, And we miss him. But he was like, nope, can't do it today. So Steve and I are starting this bitch. We're sorry we're starting it a little bit late. But you know what, man? Show must go on. Damn right. Damn right. And you know what? You know what? Do we have? I mean, it's just us. We're, We're the dynamic duo of the dead. Yeah, like yeah. I feel like I should be wearing Ghostbuster shit right now. Honestly, I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah. I mean, I could have came we'll in talk with about the PKE that. meter. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But before we get into this fantastic episode of, uh, yeah, you like that? I like it. Uh, I like it. <laughs> today we are. Uh, well, we're gonna do what we always do. So, Stephen, if you could please, ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for your. Yeah, Mr. Vasquez, what'd you do well, last week, buddy? I am on motherfucking vacation, Woo! baby. Yeah, so that, you know my little my vacation shirt I got on right now. I'm feeling all festive. I'm loving shit. it, dude. It's a Thanks, very man. festive shirt, dude. It I is. It, it is. You know, um, I didn't really do much last week, man. I finished out work. Um, we had our Coles graduation on Friday, which was really good. I love watching my kids graduate, um, and I was thoroughly surprised this this graduation as one of our students we don't have a valedictorian a salutatorian we just have student speakers that we choose to give oh, speeches nice. so okay. uh one of the students that that gave the opening speech she uh she thanked me in her speech and it made me like super emotional oh dude you know she was like if it wasn't for mr vasquez you know he was my shoulder to cry on like he you know he was there when i had all these problems and you know, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have graduated. And, you know, I hear it from my students all the time. I do. But to actually have one of them get up there and in front of hundreds of people, just give me that recognition because I'm nobody on the totem pole to the to the board. You know what I mean? To the school board, to the ad, you know, to the administration, all that. I'm at the bottom of the barrel. You know, okay. I just do my job because I love what I do. I love helping these kids. So the fact that I got that recognition in front of everybody, it made me super emotional. I fucking cried like a little bitch. I love that, dude. Yeah, awesome. it was great. It was fucking great, man. Um, and then I just worked this weekend, hung out with the girlfriend. Yesterday, I had a me day. Uh, girlfriend went back to work, so I had a me day. I uh, went and got my car washed, and then I hit up the movies. I went to go watch Jurassic World. Um, and that's all I'm going to say about heard, that. I've heard things. I should have is, waited. Is is it a repeat of Jurassic Park 3? Kind of. That is exactly what I've heard. But and I've, Jeff I've Goldblum, heard. Jeff Goldblum has like the funniest like 
fourth wall break in the movie. It should have been a fourth wall break. It wasn't, but it kind of was. Might as well then. Because he was like, I hate Jurassic World. And all he had to do was just like, you know, turn his eyes to look at the fucking camera just a bit. (laughs) It was, it was, it was, uh, eh. It wasn't I haven't the, even well, I didn't finish the second one. That's how I felt about yeah, that, dude. So yeah. I didn't even know about this one. Like, yeah. So it was just kind of like, whoo, you know. Shout out to everybody in the chat. We got Heather, yes, the smiling yes. octopus on Twitch, and Brody Kane. It's Brody, Brody. Yeah. Hell yeah. And then uh, I watched this movie today. Like I said, uh, I, I request special requested this movie. Today is the sixth year anniversary that my dad left this earth. This was one of his favorite movies. I woke up in good spirits today. And it's really weird because usually today, for the last, you know, six years, I get super right. depressed today. And for some oh, reason, okay. I just woke up and I was in a good mood. Like, I was like, you know what? Let's let's have a dad day today. Let's do the things that my dad would have done. So I started it off by watching Poltergeist. Nice. Uh, I threw on the first Resident Evil because he fucking loved that movie. Um, I watched Underworld because he That's fucking so absolutely weird, dude. Because I was actually looking at Apocalypse today. I, I was gonna yeah. watch it and I didn't, but yeah. Man. yeah, he fucking loved he loved all the Resident Evil movies, but I wasn't about to watch them all. And then uh <laughs> and I don't think he saw the last one in that series. I don't think he was around for that. Um for the last no. one in that original series. Um, but uh and then I watched the first Underworld, and for dinner, I am planning on having a double meat, double cheese hamburger. In his honor, because that was his like favorite meal. He fucking loved double meat, double cheese hamburgers. So I'm gonna go to Waterburger. Is that just a double cheeseburger, or what do you mean when you say double meat, double cheese? Like I, I'm assuming it's just two patties, two pieces. Yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what all it's right, called. Right. Double meat. Well, yeah, you got double meat, double cheese. Waterburger was his meal, and then you throw some bacon on there. Jalapenos. Wow. He would put jalapenos. I'm not a jalapeno guy, so sorry, no? Dad. Sorry, I Dad. like a little. What about a little bit? Just a little bit, like a light jalapeno. It hurts my stomach, man. I can't like I can't really do spicy foods like it just does not work for me. Um, And then that was it, man. And um, now I'm here with you, buddy. How was that? Oh, my week was fan fucking tastic, dude. Um, So did the grind. That kind of sucked last week. It was uh, I'm not going to get into that, but. You say there was one of those moments where I was just like, dude, I'm about to walk the fuck out. And <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah. And I usually ever, never, ever, ever, ever get like that. But, you know, whatever. Um, I was, as you know, and Brody and some other friends out there, I've been busy working on my Leatherface cosplay. Yeah, buddy. It looks so fucking I, amazing. I, I hung it here. So I got my apron done. Ah, let's see if I can get out of the fucking way. But it's. It's nice and wet looking, and it's uh, dirty. It looks like a Taco Bell bathroom, as it should. Blood and dirt combined. Uh, <laughs> um, so Chipotle yeah. bathroom. Yeah, that's that Chipotle. Bathroom. You know, I've like, never eaten Chipotle. Neither have I. Neither have I. But I've I'm gone to Mo. The, you know, I go to like Mo's, or I've gone to like local places. There's a place mm-hmm. called like Mesa Grande. I've never gone yeah. to Chipotle. Yeah, we have one called Freebirds. I don't know if you guys have that. Freebirds is kind of similar. Nope. Um, okay. But the food's way better at Freebirds than Chipotle. Fair enough. Um, other than that, also been gaming a little bit. So for you metalheads out there, it's Brody, and I know you're listening, and Steve, obviously. Yes, um, if you guys got PC, which I know y'all do, get on Steam and check out a game called uh, Metal Hellsinger. Okay. Metal Hellsinger. I'm going to say it again. Now, it's a first-person shooter, but... It's an arena style. So if you don't know what arena style is, think like Quake, 
or something. Okay, right? Yeah. So, that being said, the objective is this is like the newer style dooms. So it's heavy, heavy metal, dude. Nice. So you got stuff from like uh, fucking uh, Surge. I can't. I always fuck up his last name, but from lead singer from Harkin. Thank you. Uh, lead singer from System of Down. Dude, you got some shit. There's some female singers on there, dude. And I can't remember their names, but they are fucking fantastic. Um, but anyways, you need to get the hits or the kills on the beats to the music. So it's what like a the fuck? shooter slash guitar hero. And it's fuck. So, dude. And so, okay. So there's the cursor. And then the cursor will give you the beat. So it'll line up. It'll be like one, two, three. For it, like I'm counting it out and I have to because I sucked at this first dude but then you're just like you have a sword or then you get like a shotgun or you get like this skull that shoots like fucking fire or whatever and like you keep the beat or you just at least you got to get the hits on the beat and the better you get the hits directly on the beat you get more of a perfect score and it's fucking awesome and the better the score you get you unlock this thing called fury and then the more fury you have you unlock the whole song so at the beginning you just have the basic like bass or beat so it's like and then you start locking it so when you get all the way unlocked you get full fucking vocals and shit dude you're just fucking like jamming the fuck out dude like slaying fucking demons and i'm like this is fuck i played the demo like three times already our buddy pete ward i gotta give him a shout out he played this shit like 12 fucking times already damn i'm gonna yeah i looked it up it looks fucking badass it comes out in fucking uh september the full version dude and it's i might even play it again after this it's fucking dope man like and I, it took me a little bit to get used to. I'm not going to lie. It was hard. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to say it wasn't for at least me. But like once I got into like either I was killing them on every like two and four for the four. Like I did music a little bit in high school and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like if you know music, it's probably better for you. But I believe it was a four fourths beat for the way like the tempo of it or yeah. four fourths tempo, whatever. So like I was going on the two and the four every like and I was like shotgun. <laughs> shotgun like just going with the yeah gun. yeah just and then fucking, like yeah and then all of a sudden like i'm just like fucking jamming out of my computer i'm like what is going on dude it was it was the last dude. the last cool game that had like a dope ass soundtrack like that for me was brutal legend yes dude yeah, brutal legend is, was such a fucking dope game it was but this is just so much more like have you played the newer dooms yes like, okay Dude, the soundtracks on those are fan fucking tastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This whole game is based off of shit like that. They were like, "Have you ever played a game where it's just got this massive, awesome soundtrack and you feel yourself slaying to the music?" To the music, yeah. Well, yeah. this is that fucking game. Like, yeah, nice. and that's their pitch for it. And it's, of course, it's from some like Norwegian dudes or something like no, that. Oh fuck, so fuck yeah, fuck, yeah, fuck, yeah, dude, fuck, like, yeah. It's gonna be fucking badass. It's, yeah, right. So it, it, yeah, it's fucking, it, it's fantastic. If you got a computer and you got Steam. Go check out that demo. It's free as fuck. I, you'll probably see Steve uh, streaming this shit later. Yeah, I'm gonna download Twitch, it dude. and stream it on my fucking Twitch because it sounds fucking amazing. Uh, play it a little bit before you stream it because you're gonna get pissed. Probably. No, 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 no. <laughs> no? All right, that's fair. the best part of watching me fucking stream right, on Twitch right. is watching me fail and fail and fail. Get <laughs> mad, take a breath, and then come back and obliterate that shit, dude. Because that's what uh, I did on Evil Dead. Well, and that's correct. Ah. Uh, which, by the way, I also played that, and I finally got King Arthur. So I was like, Woo! "Oh, nice! I'm on the, yeah. I'm on the, I'm on the final chapter right now." Oh, okay, sweet. I sweet. played. I got, I got like, I got Arthur's sword, and I was running back to the fucking portal or wherever, yes. wherever they're fuck. And fucking Deadite came from behind and fucking killed me. I was like, "No!" And that's I, so deep in, dude. Like, yeah. it's so deep. Like, some yeah. of those missions are so much like longer than the other ones. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. 
I still say that timed one though, where you're playing Ash from yes. two? No, yes. Ash no, from no, Army of Darkness. Army of Darkness, Ash. Yeah. yeah. That was that one, probably one of the hardest levels, dude. I was so frustrated. and But then bitch, finally, bro. like I said, it took me a while, but then finally I was like, you know what? I got this. I got this. And I fucking, <laughs> dude. And I did it, and I was like, oh, my God, this is the farthest I've got. And then I fucking beat the level, and I was like, yeah! Yep. It, is very it is a very satisfactory feeling. Yeah, uh, I'm excited to see you play uh, Metal Hellsinger then, dude. I really am looking forward to that. But enough about that shit. Let's talk about what the fuck we are here to talk about today. And Scuba, what is that? That is 1982's Poltergeist, released June 4th, 1982. So the 40th anniversary just passed. Not yes. too long ago. I think we were, yeah, like a week or two off. Yeah. So, plot rundown. A Here typical family in a quiet suburb of normal California faces a frightening ordeal when its home is invaded by a poltergeist. Late one night, 10-year-old Carol Ann Freeling hears a voice coming from inside the television set. At first, the spirits that invade the Freeling's home seem like play- playful children. But then they turn angry. And when Carol Ann is pulled from this world into another... Steve and Diane Freeling turn to an exorcist in this horror classic from director Toby Hooper and producer and screenwriter Steven Spielberg. God Directed by damn. Toby Hooper, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and the Funhouse. Written by Steven Spielberg. You know, he's some like indie director. I've never heard of the guy. <laughs> Michael Grice, marked for death, cool world. Mark Victor, marked for death in cool world. Produced by Steven Spielberg, Frank Marshall, Raiders of the Lost Ark, who framed Roger Rabbit. Now, I like I said... Watching this, it said at the beginning, also produced by Kathleen Kennedy. And I was going to ask Chad if that was the same Kathleen Kennedy that is running, what is it, Disney? Disney or Marvel, whatever the hell it is. Uh, it's not, yeah, yeah, something like that. I didn't know. But uh, you want to take it from here? Uh, yes, I do. Sorry, I was just catching up on Chad Daddy. He said he sent me behind the scenes. So we should be good to go for that. But yes. Yeah, uh, all right. Starring. Craig T. Nelson from Coach and the Incredibles as Steve Freeling. Joe Beth Williams from Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. Fantastic fucking Stallone movie. Yeah. And Wyatt Earp as Diane Freeling. Mm. Uh, oh, no. Sorry. Don't mind that beeping in the back. I was like, what the shit? There's a bomb. It's a bomb. Everybody run. No, that was my dehumidifier. <laughs> <laughs> she is full. Uh, I'll try to take that out later in post, but eh, fuck it. Whatever. All right, Beatrice Strait from Bloodline, Endless Love as Dr. Lesh. Dominique Dune from Diary of a Teenage Hitchhiker and Breaking Away as Dana Freeling. Oliver Robbins from Airplane 2, the sequel. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And Don't Go to Sleep as Robbie Freeling. Heather O'Rourke, Happy Days, and Webster as Carol Ann Freeling. Michael McManus from Police Academy 4, Citizens on Patrol. Wait a minute. Was that the one that Bobcat came into, or was he? Was that three? Mm, I think he came in three as the. That as was one the training the, one, right? Yeah, Citizens on Patrol was the one where they like train. Um, the, like the, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. There's so many fucking police. Yeah, because he was in. Movies. I think he was in three as like the bad, like one of the bad guys or whatever. Bobcat. Yeah, wasn't he like no? A he was. He, no, no, no. He was. He he was a trainee that came in. Yeah, but in one of them, did he, he play a, a different? He role? was he was in the gang. Yeah, he was in the gang, and then in the next film is when he like became a cop or whatever. Dude, I I'm really pretty don't know fucking if I sure. I want to go down. <laughs> you do, Academy road, you do, because you know might. when you start watching them, you're gonna fucking watch them all. Dude, come on, man. Hightower is the fucking man. <laughs> Anyways, uh, 
All right. Uh, Police Academy Force, Citizens of Patrol, and Action Jackson as Ben Tuttle. 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 Virginia Kisser, Mommy Dearest, and Dreamscape as Miss, Mrs. Tuttle. Martin Casella from Robocop 2, and Turner and Hooch as Marty. Richard Lawson from V and All My Children. Or is that five? It's V, right? I thought it was V. Looks like V to okay. me. I always thought it was. Well, I didn't know if it was a Roman numeral five. You know what I mean? Whatever. Yeah. Uh, as Ryan, Zelda Rumenstein from 16 Candles and Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Yes. And, and Teen Witch. You can't forget Teen Witch. Teen Witch. You've never seen Teen Witch? I might have, but I'm brain farting. Teen Witch. Teen uh, Witch. It's a cartoon, right? No, 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 no. It's no. a movie where she's like, she's turning 16 or something. And Isn't her... that Sabrina the Teenage Witch? No, 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 no. Her name was Louise. And it was a redhead. Um, the, you remember Karate Kid Part 3? Yes. The female in Karate Kid Part 3 was Louise in Teen was Witch. Was in Japan in number three? No, that was number two. Number three is where they have the bonsai store. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, sorry, sorry. I am way behind on that, too. Uh, all right, so, and the last one is James Karen from Return of the Living Dead and Mulholland Drive as Mr. Teague. Yes, all right. Away, buddy? Music by Jerry Goldsmith, Alien and Gremlins. Cinematography by Matthew F. Leonetti, Weird Science and Commando. Edited by Michael Kahn, every Indiana Jones film, and Jurassic Park. Effects makeup by ILM. Distributed by MGM, United Artists. Runtime, 114 minutes. MPAA rating of PG budget 10.7 mil grossed 121.7 mil. Dang yes. It. So Chad Daddy did confirm, and that's what I thought. He did join the force on three, which I thought he was in the gang on two. Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Because three was the one where he was the roommate with the tiny little dude with glasses. Okay. Yes, 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 and yes. Okay. He was just driving him nuts so that he was all infatuated with uh, what's her name when she was fucking traded him and shit in karate. Yeah, yes. He might as her tits. Yes, <laughs> yes. Ah, oh, man. Joe Gallo, what's up, buddy? Oh, he, uh, oh no. Brody said the name. Why would you say the name, Brody? Ah! Brody's trying to screw us. And I put it on the screen because fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Just tempting fate, motherfucker. Tempting fate. All right. So, dude, <sighs> to discuss this movie. First and foremost, I'm going to ask, when was the first time you watched this movie? The first time I saw this flick, I had to have been probably about five years old because um, I was, you know, just born when this fucking movie came out. But my dad loved this fucking movie. So, you know, like I said, he he got me into scary movies relatively early. Um, and this was one that he just fucking absolutely loved. And I remember... We fucking we didn't have a VCR at the time, but he had the tape. It was it was recorded. One of his friends had fucking recorded it for him. And um, so we went to go rent a VCR from Hollywood Video. My mom was not there. I think my mom was at my grandma's or something. So he sat me down. He's like, do not tell your mom I let you watch this movie. And I said, (laughs) "Okay, Dad, I got this. Okay, I'm not scared. I got this. I fucking nearly pissed myself. This movie scared the living shit out of me. just the fact that like the ghosts and stuff that that came out, even though we really don't see a lot of ghosts, just like the activity that was happening kind of freaked me out. Um, but yeah, I was probably about five years old when I, when I saw this with my dad the first time after that, I was hooked. Um, I remember watching the sequels with him also. And it, it was just something that anytime it was on like HBO or whatever fucking channel it was on, 
we would sit down and fucking watch it together. Um, so I, that's why I, I just I love this movie. It's got great effects in it, especially for the time. Um, the story's well written. You get that kind of almost like good feeling like E.T. kind of family film at the beginning before all the crazy shit starts happening. And then it's just this boom fucking you know, slowly paranormal activity, paranormal activity, and then ghosts, and then fucking like these demon monster things coming out from the fucking closet and shit. Hell and, yeah, dude. and I think that's kind of where my paranoia for, you know, when I was a kid for closets was right. was stemmed from this. That makes sense, dude. Yeah. It's fucking, yeah bro, they, they literally get sucked into the fucking closet, man. Right? Like, yeah. Come on. This, this. All right. So this movie, I, I feel like I was about to I might have been a little older. I was probably like seven, I want to say, maybe. Yeah. Um, but caught on TV, so obviously it was a little edited. But then I I remember I asked my dad. I was like, yo, can we watch the full version? He's like, yeah, it's PG, whatever. You know what I mean? 80s PG, full lot different. This, yeah, was a discussion different with the, this was a discussion with the wife and I because my daughter's eight. And I was like, yo, should we watch it with her? She just looked at me. She's like, are you fucking ridiculous? She's like, no. And I was like, we were a different breed. We we were were, a different breed for anybody born in the eighties, late or, you know, early nineties. We're a fucking different breed, man. Like there's shit that we watched that kids today would, could not fucking watch regardless of the rating. You know what I mean? Like if they were to watch, you know, never ending story now, they'd be mentally fucking scarred. And I'm sure we are mentally scarred. You know, you know, I have definitely thought uh, toyed that idea of showing her that one. But it's <laughs> so heartbreaking. Know. It bro. is, dude. Like, it is. Because I was about her age probably when I yeah, saw that shit. Yeah. yeah. But yes. So this movie is just, it's absolutely fantastic. I remember watching it as a kid. It scared the shit out of me. But at the same time, like, I just couldn't look away. Yeah. It was just, yeah, it was, it was awesome. And it was, and it was, it didn't have to be like. You know, it wasn't bloody. It wasn't gory. Mm-hmm. It didn't have to be like it wasn't scary on that aspect of it. It was the fact that like this little girl just disappeared into the ether and there is nothing this fucking family can do about it. And except for this little fucking tiny lady that comes in and somehow she knows everything. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and watching it now, you know, watching it as you get older and as you're a parent. Dude, that has to be oh my God, dude. feeling, you know, right? knowing that there's absolutely nothing you can do, knowing that your daughter is that close like just like but you don't just like the do. father in the movie like he didn't go yeah. to work or yeah. anything like that i wouldn't How Dude, could and you? in that second act he looked like shit like once the second act started i was like god damn i forgot how fucking just like drained they made him look and this movie did it perfect too man they set up the perfect family dynamic man yep. you get the whole like view of how this is a good connected family you know what i yeah. mean there's not really any problems the daughter uh she's a little questionably hoary potentially well yeah I, did you uh, see that big ass hickey yeah, she had on her neck did. at the end i, I was like never whoa. noticed that shit when i was a kid dude. neither did i Ever. i did not notice it until last today. night as soon as she stepped out i was like whoa look at that fucking hickey on that neck that was the first thing i saw yep yeah um, which can we talk about that scene when she's earlier on and she's walking in front of the construction guys homie uh, i wanted to bring that up yeah, I wanted to bring that you up. You want to let these construction dudes cat call your 16-year-old daughter and you're just going to smile and be like, <laughs> yeah, the mom oh, was well. just like, oh, you crazy guys. Like, yeah, no. Like, That's not acceptable. You're eating through their kitchen window. And she's yeah. like, oh, fucking George, give me my cup. And I'm like, yeah. what? No. <laughs> like, yeah. 
80s man different the fucking that's what i'm saying man we were a different breed man we were a fucking I different mean, breed yo these were obviously a chill couple they're all they're yeah. just hanging out in bed together he's reading he's reading nixon but they're still smoking weed and shit you know yeah. what i mean yeah. so it's like whatever uh he's a good businessman but he's honest which i like you know what i mean that was kind of he didn't like lie to his clients or anything he wasn't a dick yeah but you're right man just the just the change you see with this whole family overall. Yeah. Like the daughter is just completely not there anymore because she just can't handle it. You know what I mean? The son's completely like he's asking questions that any normal little kid would ask and shit like that, especially about like if he died, he could rescue the sister. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's yeah. just like, yeah, damn, dude, that shit's deep. And but th- this move, this film kind of paranoids me even now, still like. Because, you know, eventually I want to buy a house. I want to, you know. Yeah. But I'm always, and this has always, always been like a thought. What if my house is built on a fucking cemetery and all they did was move the tombstones? You know, I've heard a lot of people say that's why they don't want to ever get a pool. Yeah. Because you don't fucking know. You Luckily, do- I already had an in-ground pool in this house before I came, so I don't have to worry <laughs> about it. <laughs> fucking amen. But. This movie, like, the oh, my God, the effects were the, it, the effects were fantastic. Um, there's a lot of things that I don't know if this movie got from stuff or other movies got from stuff. Okay. So case in point, uh, obviously this is pre Terminator, but the face scene reminds me very much of when Terminator pops out as I just kind of the animatronic head styling. It might be just that, but dude, that scene right there, man, I remember that scene kind of fucked me up as a kid. And I kind of forgot about it. We were watching it last night and that scene ended and the wife straight up turns to me. She's like, and you wanted Julie to watch this movie? And I was like, well, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, like like we said, PG was a different breed back then. But it, it, even the effects when the rooms, you know, they they open the door and, you it's know. Still you have these, luck, dude. I know, I know. But you have these, like, cocky investigators. And he's like, oh, yeah, this car, I filmed it. And it moved and blah, blah, blah. And it took a whole seven hours. And he's like, seven hours for what? For it to move across the floor. And then he just opens the door like, fuck your seven hours. Look at this. Right. Just that look of just that expression on Craig, Craig Nelson's face. Yeah. That's just like, okay, that right there is just tired dad. Yeah. You know what I mean? We've all been there. That's I haven't slept. The kids have kept me up all night, but he's also dealing with this shit. And a kid is in his T and his other kids in the TV. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'm sorry. Go ahead. ahead. Oh, I was going to say, Heather said she wonders if the flying book uh, was any inspiration for Army of Darkness. But that's the first thing that popped in my head when that book flew by and laughed. I was like, that totally sounded like Necronomicon and Army of Darkness. Not necessarily even Army of Darkness, but you could say Evil Dead because it kind of like flapped around at the end and shit like that. It didn't fly around per se like in Army of Darkness. Shout out to one of my co-workers from Solomon Coles. How's it going, lady? Miss Donahue. How's it going? Thank you. Yes, yes. But I mean, this movie... The shots are fantastic. Yes. Now, there was a question uh, Brody and I were talking about this morning, okay. and I don't know if it's in Chad's notes. I'm sure we can find out a little later. But he was wondering if Spielberg himself directed any of the segments of this movie. Like you and I were talking, there's yeah. a lot of areas that feel very Spielberg-esque. Yep. Case in point, and I'll say like I said to you, it's uh, when the ghost is coming down the stairwell. You get the zoom in on the camera, even inside the camera lens of that zooming in on the ghost, just that whole setup, all the equipment like popping on nice and slow. And then you just 
build up into this crazy intense scene of the ghost coming down and everybody like that's one of my favorite scenes in this entire movie. Not, you know, not to jump into that thing, yeah. but that to me specifically feels very Spielberg. esque So I wonder, I wonder if he had, I mean, you would think if, I mean, cause he was on set, he was on set. So, okay. I mean, I would, I, I don't know, but I, I would mean, assume you have him there. Why not? You I know, mean, at the same time, even... Hooper, okay. you know, I mean, Hooper's not, Hooper's a, a an established director too. You know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah. But I mean, you got to think too. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I just, I would assume that, you know, Hey, you're here, go for it. You know, you're right. And I mean, come on, man. Even we, as we, as the horror community, we love Texas Chainsaw Massacre, dude, Hooper and Hooper's got a lot more under his belt besides that. Well, you want to talk about Spielberg and horror. Let's talk fucking Jaws, dude. Oh yeah. Just that name and that reputation alone behind. Yeah, dude. I mean, if I was Hooper, dude, I would also probably be like, yo, man, Steve, come here. What do you think about it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what? And I'd be like, like, you know what? Let me go ahead and uh, let me let, just let me do it. I got this. I got this one. So Chad says he was uh, it depends on who you ask to how much he directed. He was directing E.T. at literally the same time as this. Thank you, Chad. Daddy. OK. Dropping them knowledge that's, bombs. That's good. No, I know. Get, get your goddamn ass in here. What the hell? <laughs> But yeah, man, I, 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 this is one of those films that I, I, there's nothing wrong with it for me. I love the story. The acting's great. Um, the effects are amazing. The, the, How about the, the fake out ending? Great. Oh, the fake out ending is the best, you know, because you're watching it. And if you've never seen this movie, what are you fucking doing with yourself? You are, it doesn't even make sense. Cause you're like, man, it's still going. You think it would be like, yeah. Okay. They're packing up and dude. And I even forgot, like, I mean, I didn't forget about the fake ending, but you actually kind of forget how much longer it still is from when yeah. they're trying to leave versus all the shit that still goes down. Well, I mean, and, and you know, Tangia has like that, that epic line, this house is clean. clean, clean, yes. And so you're like, okay, whew, I can breathe a sigh of relief. Like, yeah, you know, right. Because you feel that anxiousness that the family, you know, because you, like you said, you watch them become, you know, from this wholesome American family. To just this family is just fucking tormented by all these these things that are occurring in their house and missing their daughter. And then they finally get their daughter back. And it's that happy ending. Or so you think, you know, and then all hell breaks loose. And these ghosts are like, nope, nope, we're not done with you. Like, come on, get your ass back in here. And man, and, and I a lot of this and we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the curse here in a bit. Um but a lot of these things that occurred on set uh, lead back to those skeletons that were used as props. Yeah, dude, that shit. There is some crazy behind the scenes shit with this fucking movie for sure. Uh, sorry, Chad Daddy was letting me know. Uh, he's just having some technical difficulties on both computers, dude. So, okay. Oh, so the girlfriend says she wants to, that we're Yo, making her want to watch this movie. You need to watch this movie. You can come over and watch it tonight and we'll watch part two also because I love Oh my two. God. Yo, part two, watching as a kid. And man, if you thought you ever had to have braces, fuck that movie. Yep. That's all fuck I'm going to say. And that's why I never got, and I will never get braces. I don't give a shit. My bottom teeth are crooked <laughs> as fuck. I don't care. But we will talk about that if we ever watch part two. Fuck if her. we ever go, yeah. So, I mean, we both love this movie. I don't think there's anything more we can necessarily fluff about it. But 
There might be somebody else that could fluff up a little bit. Oh, fluff it so up, that, baby. Yeah. So we are going to bring in that saucy Aussie and let's see what Mr. Kane has to say. Yeah, baby. That's all well and good, boys, but Katie's cutting in. Snip, fucking snip. Well, well, well. Howdy, fucking duty there, gentlemen. It is all your DK here back for another episode of Goromor. And this week I'm here to talk to you about Poltergeist from 1982. Now, I'll just start off by saying that um, this came out the same year as The Thing, so you've got these two as a dynamic duo help pushing that horror genre forward, giving it a fucking fantastic name for itself. I mean, this is a fun little film. It's fantastic. It's great stuff. I will say this, though. It does not scare me, but it is fucking entertaining from start to finish. And this is a rare horror film that I find with me personally, that every time I watch it on TV or whenever it shows up on screen, I will sit there and watch it, but yet I will always find something new and different about it, whether it is the fucking cinematography or the actor's performance. It's a rare thing. And I mean, when you've got the uh, dynamic duo of Hooper and Spielberg behind this film, director, producer, whatever, you know, there's always going to be these subtle little fucking hints throughout it that you can definitely tell it's a trait from either Hooper or Spielberg. And I also love that as well because it makes me glued to the TV from start to finish. Now, I'll say this, the acting in this film is fucking fantastic. I mean, this family is so absolutely believable. They're really molded together. They care about their characters and it creates that emotional depth of character development that I really fucking love, as I say, every week. And that's what helps drive and push this story forward. That's the emotional part. We, we need that with a fucking film like this. Although it is pretty cool to see, you know, um, the very uh, different creative ways that they were able to conjure up all these variants of different poltergeists. Um, but I understand why they had to use them all because the twist at the end, the arc of their fucking story comes full circle and it obviously makes sense and it works extremely well. I'm not taking anything away from this film. I just, I just thought it would be really cool to see one poltergeist terrorize this family. Um, what else? I mean, you know, I, I think... Also, another big thing about this film that works extremely well is that Hooper and Spielberg can really block out their scenes in the biggest dramatic moments that are needed for this film. Um, and that's what really gives it a gut punch when you're on the edge of your seat in a tense and scary scenario watching this. I mean, it builds that fear and tension for us, the viewer, to fucking sit there and watch this. Um, and it's great. It's great. Uh, it gets me every time. And... By the time the end credits are rolling, it's a feel-good moment. And that's what you want. That's what you want with a film like this. Um, I mean, the cinematography is fantastic. The CGI is a little bit outdated, but it was fucking amazing for its time. Um, even some of the practical effects stuff, it was great. And the fact that they um, went full fucking... Um, yeah, they, they actually used real fucking bodies for the corpses in the pool scene. That's a that's method acting to the fucking uh, to the yeah extreme. I will say that. Um, yeah, I mean, what else can I say about this film that I haven't already seen? I mean, it's entertaining. It works extremely well for what it is. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, I'm gonna have to give this film a Gormore score of a solid four. Absolutely. Um, so I look forward to hearing what you guys have to say about this film, and I'll catch you motherfuckers next week. Cheers.
Cheers, Ooh. cheers. Thank you, Brody Kane. Solid four. Not gonna lie, I expect a little higher. I know I I'm too. gonna be giving a higher. Oh, yeah. uh, this might be we'll get there. Um, so all right, so before I, we do behind the scenes, yes, which you have behind the scenes, I have behind the scenes, so we are coming fucking fully loaded. So, let's talk about what Brody mentioned there. Yes. So he I, I mean he can pretty much kind of he feels exactly how we feel. Yep. You know what I mean? Like we mentioned, the styles of these two directors coming together. Well, director, producer, director, whatever you want to say. Um, these two Hollywood men. Goliaths come, in the yeah, film industry. That, exactly. That is a good way to put it. They came in and they made a fantastic family horror movie with just a phenomenal story, phenomenal characters. Great. Like, obviously, the acting, like Brody said, dude, like acting was great. You really even feel the, for this family. Even like the background, like the construction workers. They weren't fucking horrible. You know, usually you have like the background actors are just kind of shitty, but right, dude, right, right. like they, I mean, they, they were believable fucking, you know, 1980s, Everybody. you know, yeah, construction workers. Yeah. they were 1980 cheese balls, dude. Yeah. yeah. Like full out. And that might seem like a movie trope, but no, man, those guys really exist. They yep. still exist. <laughs> <laughs> I might be one of them. Uh, but no, man, like this, it's, there's so many good things about this movie. I don't necessarily think this stuff is. I mean, he said it, he thought it was a little dated. Granted, it is 82. Yeah, I feel like it fits very well with the movie. Like if they were like, hey, I mean, they did reboot this and I never watched it or remake it, whatever. But like, let's say if they did a Spielberg thing where they came out with a new version of this with like the updated CGI bullshit. I don't know if I want it. I'd be like, yeah, no, good, dude. Yeah, because be I like, mean, really, the 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 cheesiest looking effect for me was the protractor when the protractor got like all up in their face yeah but i still like that dude. no no, no. I, and that's what i'm saying i did too but that's really the only effect that just kind of seemed off everything else looked fucking amazing you know if, even the, the face peeling scene you can tell oh, it's yeah. animatronic but who gives a fuck it was it, fucking awesome the, the the first shot of it is very hilarious mm -hmm. i laughed at it but once he starts peeling that meat, dude, and you just see that shit falling in the sink. Oh, yeah. disgusting. Yeah. And before we jump into this, I got to ask, and I don't know if Chad's had this, but as a paranormal investigator. Yes, sir. When the mother and the daughter came out from the end, mm -hmm. they were covered in, I don't know, some kind dude. of jelly. Is that either, would you consider that an ectoplasm or would you consider that like some kind of weird primordial birth? Like, so it's like. I feel like, like, like essentially like a, like a like yeah, like a baby coming out. Like yeah, that that's kind of that's what I was, you know, that's where my mind goes. But as a paranormal investigator, then I go back to like Ghostbusters. You know, it's that right, ectoplasmic right, right. ectoplasm. Wait, now ectoplasm would necessarily come from the ghosts or poltergeists themselves in my mind. So it's like, but then again, like if that's a cold ghostly realm, yeah. Is it made of it? You know what I mean? Like that's I, what I assume. I mean, I've never been there, but that's that shit what was nasty. That shit was nasty. nasty. That's yeah, all. It yeah, it's chunky. They're and all it had to have been. It, it did have to kind of. I mean, because there was a reason that you know she was like you know put them in, in the, the water. Tub. Yeah, right, right. so it had to have maybe some kind of like draining I, effect or something well, or weakening. Yeah, because well, they how, how she said uh, they were all attracted to uh, the little girl's life force. Thing. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I was wondering if it was like that was. Yeah, 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 same thing. 
on the absorbency. So do you want to go with your stuff? Do you want Yeah, to let me go with my stuff because this yeah. is, you know, this is where I shine. This is, you know, Absolutely. this is like a somewhat supernatural gore and more crossover episode yeah. right here. Because, ladies and gentlemen, those of you that don't know, this is a cursed film. There was a curse. This is Curse of the Poltergeist, part one. Because if we ever do part two, I will do part two. So, like Brody stated, real skeletons were used on set by the prop department. They felt that using real skeletons would give the scene a scarier feel. And real skeletons were cheaper to use at the time. How fucked is that, dude? So, no one knew until after the scene was filmed that they used real skeletons. Even Many people... Many people blame the use of the real skeletons as the cause of the curse. Now, when we start talking about the curse, people are like, oh, well, it's just coincidence, coincidence. Maybe, but maybe not. Because listen to this. One of the incidents that occurred was an almost clown strangulation. So Oliver Robbins was almost strangled to death while shooting the clown scene in the film. The animatronic malfunctioned and squeezed tightly around his neck. If it wasn't for Steven Spielberg intervening, he may have died. They thought he was just doing such a good job acting. They paid no, no shit. But Spielberg realized, oh shit, this kid's going blue. And jumped out of his chair to go take the fucking animatronic off of him. Yes, Coincidence? Steven. Coincidence? Maybe, maybe, maybe. But, speaking of strangulations, the curse continues. So on the day before Halloween in 1982, actress Dominique Dunn only 22 years old, was strangled by her ex-boyfriend and left for dead in her driveway of her West Hollywood home just four months after the release of Poltergeist. She was placed in ICU in a coma and died five days later. Her murderer only Damn. spent three years in jail for voluntary manslaughter. What? Yeah, three years in jail. That's it. That's, That's all he spent. fucking ridiculous. Yeah. So um, they had an argument don't know about what um and he fucking just strangled her in the damn uh driveway of her of her home um Fuck. but another death and probably the most tragic death and this didn't happen until after uh they had got done filming part 3 but it's still attributed to the use of the skeletons in the original film because that is where the curse started um so heather work she died at the age of 12 those of you that know Carol Ann. Um, Heather fell ill with what appeared to be flu-like symptoms. She collapsed at home the following day and was rushed to the hospital. She suffered a cardiac arrest, but doctors were able to revive her. And then doctors diagnosed her with intestinal stenosis, a partial obstruction of the intestine. She underwent surgery, but went into cardiac arrest again in recovery, and doctors were unable to save her. She passed Damn. away... On Feb in February 1988, just weeks after her 12th birthday. And it was later reported she died from congenital stenosis and septic shock. So Jeez. somebody taken way too young. And like I said, this is, again, attributed to the curse of the poltergeist. Also, Lou Perryman was another tragic death. He played Pugsley, which was one of the construction workers in the film, and was murdered by a convict that had been released from prison. Yes, was, I do know this one. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was hacked to death with an axe. How so, fucked was that? How yeah, fucked is that, dude? He was 67 years old when he died. Um, the man that killed him said he was on a bender and did not remember killing him, um, but 
supposedly killed him for his prescription medication or something. Um, now, this is close call. This actor did not die, but some fucked up shit happened. So actor Richard Lawson played one of the parapsychologists, Ryan, in the original film, and he came close to becoming another victim of the curse in 1992. He was involved in a terrifying plane crash in 1992 when the U.S. Air Flight 405 crashed into New York's Flushing Bay en route to Cleveland, Ohio. The crash claimed the lives of 27 of the 51 passengers, but Lawson was among the survivors. Now get this shit. His luck was with him that day. He was upgraded to first class. Okay, he was upgraded to first class. The person that was sitting in the seat he was supposed to be in died. Had he not been upgraded to first class, he would have died. What? Yeah. So Lawson went on. Um, he, he, you know, he, he went on and he is now part of showbiz royalty as he married Beyonce's mom, Tina Knowles, in 2015. Good for him. Yeah, so... And then the last one that I have here. So Zelda Rubenstein, Tangia, had a strange occurrence on set while people were trying to photograph her or film her on camera. There was this light that kept blurring out her face. Um, and it like was frailty. In like, it was in like ev- like frailty. So it was later yeah. revealed that at the time that this was occurring, her mom passed away. Oh, fuck, dude. Yeah. Damn. So, yeah. And passed away at the same time that that phenomenon took place. That's all I have for the curse. There's a lot more. There's so much more. I could have gone down a rabbit hole, but this is everything for part one. Like I said, if we, I mean, this is a fantastic series and I can't speak for the other boys and obviously like, but I would say there's a good chance we could easily cover two and three down the road at some point. Yeah. And we'll cover more of the curse then because the curse in part two steps it up a notch. And there was even an exorcism on the set of part two. Oh, damn. Nice, sir. Well, we'll keep that. uh, We'll keep that in mind for a future episode. All right. So for the Chad daddies behind the scenes, Heather O'Rourke kept the pet goldfish Carol Ann had in the film. Nice. Cool. I mean, it's good. They just didn't flush it like the fucking random dead bird that the mom wanted to do. Yeah. Which, by the way, would you have tried to flush a bird? I would not have tried to flush a bird. No, man. No, no. I would have thrown it in the trash can. Fair, you know, Fair. the Danny DeVito way. Just throw yep, me in the trash, man. Don't throw waste trash. time with it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, no, I get that shit, dude. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> no, my wife was like, at least put it in a box. And then like it was her putting it in the box after the fact. It was like, oh, OK. Uh, Brody. Yes, there is a Cursed Films uh, episode on Shudder. Yep. A um, couple episodes of it. But there, I think there's one specific for Poltergeist. All right. So this film and E.T., also from 1982, we were famously close to one another. Both movies were filmed in close proximity and both were the creative vision of Steven Spielberg. In fact, they originally stated out that the film called Night Skies about a family in the countryside being terrorized by evil aliens. However, one of these aliens would befriend the family's youngest child, would turn on its own kind to protect the family. Due to the troubles with severe tonal clashes, it was decided to split the concepts of an alien befriending a child and a family being terrorized by supernatural forces into two separate films. So I'm glad I got to read that. There is actually a, this is a way more super, uh, somewhat supernatural uh, thing here. 
But have you ever heard about the story of the actual family that was getting attacked by aliens all night long? No. Like, and they actually like barricade, like, yeah. So, um, oh my God, dude, I'll, I'll look it up for you, man. I think it would be a great episode to cover, but there's actually a, and there's like full on reports and, but these things were saying like they were getting attacked all night long by these like three to four foot gray thing, gray creatures with three fingers with massive claws that were crawling all over the roof and like on the ceiling, like under their porch and shit. What the fuck? Yeah, dude, it's some it's uh, oh, man, dude, I get in this. I love the cryptid and scary shit, too, dude. But that was actually I and I say it with big quotes, but that was supposedly a story. And I want to say from the. When was UFO boom? 1950. Yeah, yeah, some 50. So I want to say this might be around then, like 55, maybe 57, 57. Right. Rings a bell. Uh, oh, thank you, Ben. They covered it. Uh, 50, 50 states of terror. All right. Sweet. Uh, check out that podcast there. Uh, Kaylee and her husband do awesome. Anthony. Things, yeah. He said they called it a goblin or something. I don't know. Is it the same thing, though? So the one I wrote. The one I remember reading about and everything, it was they thought they were aliens, or at least that's what they they, they, they called them spacemen or something because they didn't yeah. really know what the hell they were. But I heard it on actually, I believe it was like a Bigfoot podcast. So then I yeah. looked in from you know what I mean? It was I don't know, it was one of those random ones. I saw this, I saw this really fucking crazy TikTok video, and you know, you can't you gotta take it with a grain of salt whenever you see it on social media. But Absolutely. you know, uh this guy is calling 911 and he's on the phone and he sounds frantic as shit. And he's like, there's this fucking gray thing in my backyard. It looks like a fucking gargoyle. It's moving. Like I can see it. Like I'm looking at it right now. I'm filming it right now. And you see this thing like creeping through the grass that looks like just like a stone gargoyle, but it's like moving and shit. It's, hmm. it's fucking weird. And like, I don't know if it was like, somebody just joking around and like you know they're making like this you know film or whatever uh, but dude it creeped me the fuck out like it was it was intense i was like wow if that if this is a movie yeah, or something they're doing for a movie bravo because this was fucking great hell yeah all right so both of the terrors that plague robbie came from steven spielberg's own fear as a child a fear of clowns which is a lot of people's yeah and a tree outside of his window which Yo, man, that is a whomping willow if I've ever known one. And that's one for your uh, Harry Potter nerds out there. Yeah, buddy. And then the buddy. way it got sucked away, too, was just like, okay. That was Wizard of Oz shit, dude. <laughs> I was like, whoa. what was? But I liked how it was eating him. Like, yeah, that was cool. yeah, it was fucking. Yeah. How do you explain that? Like, because I is fuck my head. I was just like, all right, evil dead. Like, yeah, exactly. Raping to eating. Like, yeah. all right, I guess yeah. eating's not as bad. <laughs> yeah. And that clown, no. dude, that clown scared a shitload of people back in the day because that was not a prop. They actually, that was a fucking toy that was sold in stores. Was it? That they fuck used for the, that. yeah, that they used for the movie. So after the movie came out, people were like, oh, fuck this. Chad Daddy! Chad Daddy! Do we have you, buddy? Maybe? He looks perturbed. He's in the green, though. He is in the green. So it's not his internet. It's the computer. We're going to have to buy him a new computer. Right? Yo, man. OnlyFans. Here we yeah, go. Yeah, buddy. Hop on. More more OnlyFans. <laughs> Get a picture of a host, a new picture of a different host every week. Yeah, buddy. 
Uh, we wouldn't do that to you guys. So no, Ben says no. his mom bought him that clown after they saw the movie. That's Did your mom up. hate you? That's fucked up. I'm but sorry, it's, Ben. It's kind of like something I would do. I mean, yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, during all the horrors that preceded while well, filming Poltergeist, only one scene really scared Heather O'Rourke, and that is when she uh, had to hold on to the headboard during the wind machine while it blew the toys into the closet behind her. The young actress fell apart. Producers, producer Steven Spielberg stopped everything, took her in his arms, and said that she would not have to do that scene again. I could see that being traumatizing yeah. as fuck, dude, for a little kid. Like, oh, man, you tied it to a chair, Ben. I would have, too. I would have belted <laughs> that shit, dude. All right. Drew Barrymore was considered for the role of Carrie Ann. Carol Ann. <clears throat> Excuse me. But producer Steven Spielberg wanted someone more angelic. Wow. It's kind of Dang, weird. more angelic than little kid Drew Barrymore? Dude, how? All right, let me finish this. Uh, it was Barrymore's audition for this role, however, that landed her the part of Gertie and E.T., oh. the extraterrestrial. Now, this is where, dude, child acting in general, there is a lot of shit that is absolutely fucked about it. Yeah. And right there, could you imagine telling your kid, be like, yo, you didn't get the job because he didn't think you were angelic enough. You're not going to tell your kid that, but it's like, what do you tell your kid? You know what I mean? Like, you don't tell your kid anything because they probably don't give a shit anyways. You know what I mean? Because unless they're like a little older, I don't think somebody that age really gives a shit if they got the role or not. That would be more the parents. Oh, you know. Well, that's the other thing, though, is the parents putting these kids in that. You know, I don't know, man. No. It's, 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 it's always interesting to talk about that kind of shit. At least for I think, I think it is. Um, <clears throat> let's see. James Carrot at the time was also the commercial spokesman for Pathmark Supermarkets. He received hate mail from the people saying that they never shopped there again because of his character's treatment of the Freelings. Oh, damn. That's <laughs> that's pretty fucked. Um, there's a jump cut from the scene where Diane is explaining to Stephen about the feeling of where you get from the spirit pulls you across the floor. The scene jumps mid-sentence to the scene where they are both in the neighbor's doorstep again in mid-sentence. The reason for this cut was because in the original scene, Stephen says how he hates Pizza Hut. The scene was edited rather crudely after Pizza Hut took offense. Ah, fuck him. Yeah, but dude, Pizza Hut was such a huge like. Yeah, but back hit. then, yeah. yeah, yeah. What the fuck? Eighties Pizza Hut was the shit, bro. Uh, so Brody says, uh, "No, I didn't buy haunted dolls. I am being given three haunted dolls, Brody. So we'll see how that goes when they get here." Homie, you better put some fucking rosary beads on them bitches or something like no, that. No, 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 no. I'm gonna nah. put them here with all my other haunted objects that I have because they're. Oh, you have other haunted objects? Yeah, I got a whole little section. I did not notice. I, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right. I it comes with the territory, man. Like no, that's fair. That's fair. You know, right? like let me see. All right. So while you're looking for that, um. Heather O'Rourke was chosen for the film when she was eating lunch with her mother and sister at MGM Commissionary. Spielberg came up to them and wanted O'Rourke for the part of Carol Ann. She initially failed the screen test because she kept laughing her way through the audition, <laughs> even though she was supposed to be afraid. I, I feel that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Spielberg thought she was too young to take on the part seriously, but he still recognized something special in her. So he asked her to come back for another edition and this time bring a scary storybook with her. He also asked her to scream. So she screamed and screamed until she started crying. That addition there got her cast as Carol Ann. 
Nice. All right. Uh, this film was originally given an R rating, but filmmakers protested, succe- uh, filmmakers protested successfully and got a PG rating. The PG-13 did not exist at the time. This ah. would have easily got a PG-13 yep. had it existed. Uh, it's so funny, dude. Like that's it, it was just PG and R. You know what I mean? Like that was just such yeah. a fine line at that point. Yeah, there was just such a big gap. They were like, fuck it. It doesn't show any titties. It's PG. Yeah, right. If it doesn't say fuck or titties, <laughs> which even still, that begs the question of uh Howard the Duck, because we got duck titties. That was definitely PG. Yeah, but I don't think duck titties, you know. But it was titties. still duck titties, dude. Like, did you need duck titties? No. No. Has Marvel ever given us duck titties since then? Fuck no. no. So, you know, 80s, once again, dude. Just a crazy fucking place. All right. Spielberg hired Hooper after being impressed with his work on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But according to rumors and personal accounts, Spielberg ended up directing most of the film. Oh. Oh. All right, then. Spielberg worked on this film and E.T. literally back-to-back. Principal photography on Poltergeist ended in August of 81. Then Spielberg took a few weeks off and began E.T., while Hooper spent 10 weeks in the editing room completing his initial cut. Spielberg did supervise the visual effects for both films simultaneously. God damn, dude. Like, that that must have been a busy fucking year, dude. Yeah, that's a lot of fucking work, man. Right? Uh, Which were produced at Industrial Light and Magic and supervision of uh, Robert... Edland and uh, Dennis Mirren. Once post-production work on Poltergeist began, 82, Spielberg was in total control. He was responsible for the final edit of the film. And then, let's see. So then let's go to Poltergeist and E.T. opened theaters nationwide only a week behind each other. During the summer of 1982, Poltergeist on June 4th and E.T. one week later on June 11th. Spielberg later said, if E.T. was a whisper, Poltergeist was a scream. Yeah, buddy. I might get some hate on this, but I know Heather said it earlier and I agree. I don't like AT. I never cared for it, dude. I don't know. I I mean, I haven't watched it in a long time, but I mean, it was one of those films that I watched as a kid all the time. But you know what I noticed about because, you know, everybody always notices, oh, Yoda was an ET. Cool. There was a lot of Star Wars shit in Poltergeist. Did you notice all the Star Wars? Oh, bro, shit that, that whole there? room was like covered in Star Wars. Man. And I used to have that Darth Vader poster. Yeah, he did. I, I and I'm thinking to myself, where the fuck did I put that? Because I it was the same exact fucking Darth Vader poster. And I don't know where the fuck it is now. So goddamn dude. Chad Daddy's got a lot of notes on here. Uh but let me skip some here. Let's see. The hands which pull off the flesh of the off the investigator's face in the bathroom mirror were the film's producers, Steven Spielberg's. Oh, that's pretty sweet. Uh, Spielberg and Khan edited this film instead of E.T. because Spielberg felt Poltergeist would be harder to edit. Mm, Problem, maybe. Yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I guess there was it a lot more they, special effects wise. Well, maybe special effects there, wise, and there's a lot more practical like, effects in E.T. Obviously, you know what I mean. Like, so, yeah. But I mean, uh-huh. E.T. was just kind of like a straightforward family film. You know, maybe he wanted this edited to get those fucking scares in this movie. That's true. Uh, Zelda Rubenstein was a median and psychic in real life. This may have had to do a lot with why she got the part in the first place. All right. Um, Let's see. There's a few big ones. 
and one of the few Steven Spielberg films to not feature music from John Williams. That would have been interesting to have a John Williams score on this. Hmm. All right. Uh, And last but not least, this film and E.T. were filmed in 20 minutes with each other. So right down the fucking road, down the road, all this music, all this magic was happening. All righty. I think that's enough behind the scenes shit. I think it's time to discuss our question, sir. So what format did you watch this on? So I was going to watch it on my beautiful DVD that I have here, but I ended up watching it on HBO Max because I wanted that clear quality and it gave it to me. Fair enough. I actually tried watching it on Shudder, but Shudder did not want to fucking load anything yesterday. I don't know why. I hope somebody's listening. Go fucking fix your shit. At least on Xbox, it wasn't fucking loading. Uh, but so I also watched it on HBO Max. So thank you, HBO, for that. Yes, thank you. Um, and it was deliciously clean. That's all I could say yeah. about that. It's uh, if you have HBO Max and you haven't watched this movie in a long time, go fucking treat yourself. Yep. It's one of those ones, dude, that's like. If you haven't watched in a long time, man, really go watch it. And like, you won't be disappointed. It's like watching it for the first time again. It really is. Like, yeah. I've only met one person in my entire life that said they did not like this movie. And I just, I didn't even know how to take it. Was it male or female? Female. May she have diarrhea the rest of her days. She's still a friend, but I just, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to, like I said, I showed this to my buddy and he was dating his now wife at the time, yeah. girlfriend. And they, he, him and I were like, you know, him and I, he's my horror buddy that I do all this shit with, but he's never seen Poltergeist, man. And I was like, you've never seen fucking Poltergeist. So this is for you kids out there. Blockbuster was a thing. So we actually would fucking try it. We fucking went around the corner to Blockbuster and I was like, yo, you rent what what horror movie you want me to watch, and I'm gonna rent fucking like I'll rent Poltergeist because I want to still watch that. And we watched it, we got the done with it, and I looked at them both and I was like, huh? And he was like, I fucking loved it. She's like, I hated that. And I was like, eh. What? Did we watch the same movie? But <laughs> <laughs> we call them. Oh, man. You're right. Some people just don't like nice things. Alrighty. So, douche of the film. Oh, man. The uh, the fucking, his boss, Steven's the, the boss. owner. What yeah. the hell was his name? Um, I don't remember. Oh, my goodness. From fucking, uh, was it K- James Karen? Mr. Yeah, T. from the Return of the Living Dead. Yes, sir. Mr. T, he was, uh, he was the douche. And why was he the douche? Because he didn't remove the bodies. You didn't move the bodies. I love that fucking line. Yeah. Just fucking it's, shaking the shit out of him. Like fucking. You almost want to slap. You know what I mean? Just like. Yeah. A, like just fucking slap him. Oh, it would have been. It would have made that scene just that much better. Favorite kill. Well, we can't there really was, do we can't, that. Yeah, we can't do that one. Because that was a kill. Yeah. No. So not at all. this is one of the ones that we can't. You know what? Yeah, My really. favorite kill was the tree getting killed by the tornado. Well, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, you know what we could change it to? Would be like the favorite favorite scare or favorite scare. Favorite scariest moment, maybe. Okay, okay. We can do that. Um, I'm going to say... You go first, because I got to think. Face scene for me, for scariest. Okay, dude. okay. I'm going to go clown scene. Ooh. I'm going clown scene, man. I have Is to it intense, man? They, they, had, they had that shit up. The whole fucking movie until they got to that. Especially so. knowing that he fucking almost died in real life. 
because of that, that yeah, makes it even fucked. scarier. That is pretty fucked. Ooh. All right. That'll be my that'll be my that'll be my follow-up on that one. All right. I think we might get Chad coming in. He looks like he's still kind of frozen. He looks yeah, like he's, he's still hogging in the yellow. Yeah. All right. So best scene. Hmm. For me, I already said it, but I'm gonna have to say it again, dude. And it's the full where the poltergeist is coming down the stairwell and you get all the equipment chirping in. I don't know what it is, man, but for me, that felt very Ghostbusters kind of like yeah. that whole scene. And I just like the cinematography of it. Of like, I like the idea they were watching a camera film a camera. Yeah. I don't know yeah, why, yeah. but yeah. that fuck. I'm just like, yo, man, here, here's Steel, here's Spielberg filming a camera, and it looks beautiful. Like, yeah. what the fuck, dude? Yeah. <laughs> you know uh, what I mean? Like, I'm gonna say I'm gonna go opposite of your beautiful ghost, and I'm gonna okay. go the scene where. He's uh, Craig T. Nelson's holding the fucking rope and Tangia says not yet. And he pulls anyway. And that fucking giant. Oh, yeah. The evil dead fucking, two head, dude. Yeah. Just pops out of the fucking closet and is like. Argh. So that terrified me. I the fact that. The, so, OK. With the ghost scene, with that weird like ghost in front of the door when the mom's trying to come. Mm -hmm. Yo, man. I love me some GB, but they totally ripped the fuck it. Yeah. They ripped that growl for the terror dog, dude. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, that's the terror dog growl. I was like, what yeah. the fuck? <laughs> and yeah, 100%, dude. I've heard that way too many times to not know that shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, God damn, dude. So there, and it kind of makes me wonder, like, did that giant head, did Evil Dead 2 get it from this? You know what I mean? Because Evil Dead 2 is what, 86? Yeah. So. You never know, man. Maybe like, a lot of a lot of ideas can ride off each other, but yeah, that that was a great dude. That was a good jump scare, actually, yeah. too. Yeah, because that, that little bitch came out of nowhere. Like, yeah, oh my did. god, you're not expecting giant because, face. Well, I mean, because you're thinking it's a door that you know the way they say it's the door. So I'm thinking this is the entrance only, and the exits downstairs. Nothing's gonna fucking come, come out. out of. And then this fucking face was there, and it was like, oh, my God, I'm going down. The only way that you could have made that scene even cooler, not that it wasn't fucking amazing as it is, if you had, like, two giant hands come out first. Like, like, yeah, and then, yeah. Like, that, yeah, yeah that'd, been that'd be a little cool. fucked. Um, but not hating on what we got by any fucking No, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. <laughs> all right. Uh, opening scene, hook you in. I don't know about hooking me in, but I was interested. I'm trying to even remember the opening scene. It doesn't really anything, right? It was just kind of setting the family tone, just setting, setting the family tone. I mean, you know, you get, there wasn't the, anything scary happening in the mm -mm. beginning per se. Nope. Like just, I guess you think you're getting this wholesome family film. Oh, especially with the score going on right there. Yeah. Cause you get this nice little, like bouncy kind of just mm -hmm. intro music. And you get that at the end too, which is kind of like a nice, like, it's a little bit more dramatic when it pans out at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it was a soft hook. Yeah. It wasn't as, like, you know what I mean? Cause like, I don't think it instantaneously grabs you and it's just like, you're like, Oh, here's this nice, charming suburban, you know, family of 2.5 kids. Yeah. Uh, living in 1980s. I don't know what the hell, what do you want to call that? Uh, Suburbia. 
Yeah, but what is it called when they make all the houses the same? I, I'm fucking brain farting on it, dude. Uh, anyways, um, I was gonna say the projects, but it's like, no, that is not the project. No, not projects. <laughs> like uh, uh, the project, like, like yeah, development, housing development yeah. areas, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, cookie cutter. Thank you, Ben. That works. That that's fine. But no, man. Like you know, this like I said, the nice, cheerful music it brings you in. Here you got Coach. You're like, yeah, yeah, it Nelson, yeah. all right, dude. Like, <laughs> how do you not like that, man? Uh, mom is just just delicious as hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she smokes weed, so she's definitely like an A plus on my block. <laughs> uh, you know, dude. And then yeah, just get a nice little house. This dude's like working hard for his family, selling the thing. Like he's got a sweet gig. Like it's a good setup, man. Like yeah. set up the family really well. Like I said, I, I would say it hooked me in for the most part. Yeah, definitely. All right. So let's see. Ba-ba-ba. Most attractive character. The mom. Come on. Oh, my goodness. When she Yo. was in the bathtub, I was like, mm, was it was yummy. it the bathtub or was it for me? I think it was the red jersey. Oh, the red jersey, too. Oh, the red jersey was very nice. Chad, daddy, do we got gotcha? you? I don't think we got him. We might have. He's we full might green. He's full green. I don't he understand. Full green. But he's checking his other laptop. All right. Um, yeah, me too. She is just an absolute smoke show. Now, was it you or was it Shad Daddy that brought up last episode about the weird age discretion between the potential parents and stuff? No, I don't think I said anything. It might have been Shad Daddy then, because I did notice it. And he was when he was talking to the paranormal investigators at the college, uh, he said his wife is 32. Well, his daughter, I would say, was probably about 16. 16. Yeah, she was 16. So here's the thing. I don't know if she's technically her daughter. I wonder if Craig T. Nelson had... I I could be wrong. I could be way wrong. But I'm just... I don't know. You know what I mean? Well, how old was Craig T. Nelson in 82? He never never says. Huh. Well, yeah, but you don't know if he's supposed to play a person who's a certain age or if he's just is his age. Well, yeah, because the uh, the girl that played the 16-year-old, she was 21 at the time. Right. So, so she was a 21-year-old. Yeah, really base it off of that. Yeah. But, like, let's just – I'm saying, like, Craig T. Nelson may be hitting – like, he might be 40 in this. He's 78 now, right now. I don't want to do math, dude. You do math. <laughs> <laughs> So 40 years ago, he would have been 38. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, I mean, it works. No, no, no. That's not too bad. That's only a six years difference. But you got to remember, too, if she was 32 and the daughter was 16, that means he was in his 20s. Correct. Now, I'm not condoning it by any means. Because things, but it was happened. a different time. It was a different time. But it was that was seventies. Yeah, you got to figure that happened. Yeah. Well, no, because if this is eighty two, so you got to go sixteen years. This was sixties. So yeah, dude. Yeah, different. Come time. on, different bro. Time. Yeah, yeah, everybody's fucked up on drugs at that fucking point. Ted Daddy looked like he was in a fucking like rap mode. Like I know, right? What's up? So homie? what? You, what? You, what? You, what? You want? What? You want? Yeah. <laughs> All righty. Ah, uh, it's a good episode. It's fun. Uh, <laughs> all right so score set the mood yeah yeah fuck yeah fantastic dude na, 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 it's it's 
it's catchy dude like yeah yeah you know it dude you you hear mm-hmm. it you might not know it right off the bat but if you heard it you're like i know that that's and then somebody's like culture guys so you're like yes like, see and true. this is something for some you could play that song for somebody that's never seen the movie and it sounds like this wholesome little lullaby thing but then you show them the movie and they're like oh what the fuck it I also feel like it'd be very fitting for Freddy. Oh yeah, just yeah. In my personal thoughts, uh, so best song. I don't really know if there was. Any. I don't think There's, there was. the The one gentleman uh, was listening to something in his headphones that you heard for a brief second, but I do not know what it fucking was. I tried listening I, to it, but I would just say the Poltergeist theme is probably the hey, best song on it. Yeah, you know what? I'll agree with you on that, homie. We'll go with that. Uh, favorite character. Tangia. Yeah, the little the little psychic, yeah. Tangia. Come on, man. How do you Dude, come on? I fucking loved her. She was like, I always wanted to meet her in real life. Right? I was super sad when she fucking died. But so because, because you know, knowing that she actually was a psychic medium psychic. and you know, like the shit that she was portraying, she actually did in real life. So she was just always somebody that I kind of looked up to, you know. Well, and uh yeah, and she, she had character. one of the best lines. And you know yep. what it was, dude? And you probably do. It was ex- it was in the bedroom when the mom was like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm going in after. <laughs> and she's like, no. She's like, she's not going to know you. you. She's like, yeah. you're not going to know you. She, she's like, you've never done this before. And then she's like, you're right. You go. You go. And I'm yeah. like, best. Fu-. Like, here is the most. Here is a terrifying moment in this movie. Yeah. It is ab- like this little comedy. Yeah, this woman is about to go through a fucking ghost portal to try to potentially find her daughter. She has no idea what's on the other side, and just had to throw that. It was fantastic. I love. Hey, it. look, we have a we have a viewer from the Ukraine. How's it going? Hello. Oh, what's up, sir? How you doing? I would try to pronounce your, I would I would try to pronounce your name, but I don't want to. Uh, I'm not going to go with the last one because I just. I you know what's sad is I'm Ukrainian, but I'm not. Yeah, I, I, I can't say it. I can't speak it. with fucking shit, dude. Just the last name. Ah, righty. So, was it scary? Yes, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I think it's um for a multitude of reasons. I think as a child, and I know personally, scared the shit out of me, dude. Yep, scared the shit out of me. As a father now, absolutely also scares the mm-hmm. shit out of me. For totally different reasons, because I could never imagine losing my child in a situation like that and being completely fucking helpless. Not, you know what I mean? It's like it's one thing to like see your kid die off in a horror movie, like yeah. you know they're dead or whatever. But like, they're she's not dead. Yeah, she's just she's just there, and you can't reach her. Yeah, she's in the ether, and she's screaming for help, and she's all you know what I mean? Like how did like that breaks you as a parent? You can't. It, that internally that's like you're just fighting it the whole time because you want to do something and yeah. you can't and yeah that's absolutely fucking terrifying I, I i i honestly think and it's funny man as out of all the horror movies we usually watch we usually never say it's scary but this one being a pg movie yeah but i mean scary. like do look at the powerhouse behind it it's 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 a scary fucking movie man mm-hmm. and to know the shit they actually went into it. The fact that they use like real skeletons or anything. Like, yeah, that's that's, up, dude. that's, like, that's <laughs> even scarier. And and then like knowing the curse that's behind this film, like, yeah, man, all, all the way around. This is just a scary film. 
when Brody said true method acting to its finest, I fucking lost it, dude. Not that you I guys too. see I us behind laughing. this yeah. thing, but started Steve laughing. and I were watching each other just die, dude. It was, <laughs> I was like, oh, fantastic. That's method propping right there. Oh, right, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. So let's see. How does it hold up today? I think fantastic. It's great. Yeah. Fucking, I mean, it, with, with the exception of, you know, some yeah. of the some of the things that occurred as far as like, you know, the, the some way of that... The f- Okay, some of the effects wise, like the max yeah. reading kind of shit, whatever, yeah. like if you want to call it that or superimposed stuff to newer kids and everything, yeah, it'd probably look hoaxy and kind of funny, but yeah. but it totally fucking holds up and it's I, way I, better than yeah. the fucking remake, which I have yet to see. I don't know if I want to, honestly. I, don't I, I haven't seen it, it in a long time. I don't remember if was I liked like it. 2014, 2014 or 15. I think yeah. it was 15. I was just saying, I knew it was in the mid somewhere on there. I think I only saw it once, so that should say enough about that. Fair enough. How was the acting? Fucking perfection. Everybody was a great actor in that film, even Carol Ann. Like, you know, there's a lot of child actors that just really can't pull it off. And fucking perfection, man. Perfection. Heather O'Rourke did a great job. Yeah, I agree. 100%, Steve. It's uh, nobody did bad in this film everybody yeah. like you felt for everybody the only person i feel like i besides like the actual one who is the douche is like i could care less about the 16 year old daughter just because yeah. like meh. she yeah. was annoying and she was just off horning it up anyways the whole fucking time like but whatever but you know what at the same time maybe it was the mom and maybe it's just you know apple doesn't fall far from the tree maybe maybe, maybe that's just how it is um all right so cinematography I absolutely loved this one scene and it just when she's in the hallway looking down and the hallway just elongates as she's staring at the door. I thought that scene was just fucking great. I I don't I don't know what it was. You know, you hear your kids screaming and then like just tunnel vision fucking set in and this hallway just elongated and you see the red around the door i thought it was great i fucking i mean it's spielberg and toby hooper like how can you not just love the cinematography oh, of the dude, film it everything's great uh was it the elongated scene is that what you were just mentioning yeah 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 what else was that in was that shining that they did that in like i mean there's probably they've done it in a lot they've done it in a lot of different but movies, i always but... love that shot though yeah like, that is just because yeah. that is a weird like paranoia-esque just like mind fuck for sure yeah. i wish we got more of that i mean yeah. I, I mean we got you know the, the face i mean dude if you thought you were peeling off your own fucking face and then you snapped out of it that's pretty fucked yeah <laughs> I I've mean, and hardcore shrooms, dude. I've never gone to that fucking level. And you know that, what I mean? that scene was shot so great, too, because you really don't see like it cut, you know, like the cut was just so like seamless. Like it was great because he's there peeling off his face and then he snaps out of it. And you're like, damn, that was shot good. Like it was such a good fucking shot. Oh, yeah. Brody says uh, that shot feels like a reference to Jaws. You're right, dude. Right on when Brody sees it on the fucking beach and it's just a fucking. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I've watched Jaws in a minute, dude. It is summertime. It's about that time. Like, I was getting the mood to watch. You ever get that, dude? You get to, you get. In There's the certain times of the movie. year. Yeah, yep. I have my seasonal films. I do. Like, I don't want to watch Christmas horrors. You know what I mean? Like, nope. but that's more specific. Specific. Yeah. But that, like, but Jaws to me is like, yo, you get that nice summertime vibe. Like, 
that's where I want to set up the projector in the pool and float in the pool while I'm watching Jaws. You know what I mean? So like, the water park that we have here in Corpus, they do some of that. Yeah. They fucking they Jaws is one of the ones that they show. And I went one time and I sat there in a fucking tube in the wave pool, fucking watching Jaws. Now, it was that see, ass. Now here's my problem with that, dude. And it's like I'm not trying to be like I'm not a gerbophobe by any means. No. But I hate fucking wave pools, dude. I just don't like public pools. They're fucking yeah. gross, dude. Yeah, they are, I'm but... just like, it's one thing if you get there and there's like only like, you know, a handful of people in there. You're like, okay. Yeah. But when there's just masses of people just standing there, I'm like, ew. Nope. Yeah. I, well, I'll go to a slide. Everybody's like, what's the, di-? it's the same water. I'm like, no, dude, that slide, that shit's fucking moving constantly. Yeah, it's it's moving pumping. Constantly. Yep. That pool. I don't care how much that wave is pushing that shit. There's too many people. There's still PP in it. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Listen, man, you know what scarred me? This is a full side note. But when I was a kid in a wave pool and I was swimming one time and I was under the water and I floated right into a band aid. And from that fucking moment, I was like, oh, no. done. I fucking got, sh- I, I, dude, I literally like, stood straight up anime style and walked right the fuck out. I was like, <laughs> nope, I am forever done. With fucking wave, thank you, Ben. There's just gallons <laughs> upon gallons of pee. Yeah, that's the pH that they're looking for, dude. The, as long <laughs> as the pee doesn't go too high over the H, yeah, you, you know, know it's okay. sterile, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care how. No, we're not getting stung by jellyfish here. Oh dude. I'm good. shit! Like, all um, right, so cinematography, fan fucking test. Yep. premise, yep. loved it. Bro, I mean, come on, that's what Steve does in his hobby. Dude. Yeah, buddy. And Those, I have yet to encounter a poltergeist. I will fucking will one day, I hope. Dude, I hope. like, just some, okay. Not, like, obviously the crazy shit, but just the light shit of, like, you get in the beginning with the tables and chairs. Yeah. That shit would be so fun to now, experience. Now, I, like, I have witnessed things moving on their right, own, right, right. but I want full fucking poltergeist geist activity you, you want what I mean? you want tired craig nelson to be like shut the fuck up and just and open the this. door and not, yeah oh my god we're famous right that's what i want you want to see hulk coming in on a fucking unicorn being like hey that's where like the kid in me would be like oh man dude what else can i throw in here yeah, you know what i mean like i don't let yeah. me throw in this optimus prime it's like a juggling <laughs> fucking thing at that point <laughs> all right so recycle rewind remake or reboot dude Rewind. I'm fucking rewinding this Rewind every, every goddamn day. day. Yep. yep. I don't even know why they remade this. I should probably watch the remake just to see, but it it probably feels like it's one of the, to me, watching the trailer, it feels like one of those 2000, even it, even though it's later 2000s, it still feels like they, they let's put a dark filter on it and it's going to have some like conjuring vibes kind of to it's it. It's a and lot. It's like, I mean, they, ah, it's... It's like an updated version of this movie. There's a lot of the same shit that they fucking just redo, and uh, eh. right. But like the first I wouldn't mind. So good. I would not Why? mind a reboot. I would not mind so a reboot, like a part four, like a part four ish per se. Where do you go with it? Uh, well, I mean, it's been years since everything happened, and of course, you would have to get a different actor actress to play Carol Ann, but. Maybe now she's a mom and things are starting to happen to her kids. Hmm. So in the new one, because obviously we still have, you know, flat screen TVs, like did the girl get sucked into the flat screen TV? I don't remember. Honestly, I don't remember. All right. 
I might check. I wonder if that's on HBO as well. Sometimes they usually have that shit in like conjunction. I think it is. I want to say it is. Uh, Brody says. Brody says. Produced produced by Sam Raimi. But see, here's the problem. Sometimes you can say produced by, but that doesn't necessarily mean they they had a hand in it. And that's the problem with it is like, because they'll put the name on it because they know the name will move it. Yeah. But that's, I mean, how many times did they do that? Wes Craven presents. And you're like, ooh, it's a Wes Craven movie. No. No, 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 no. Not. not even yeah. fucking close to a Wes Craven movie, and not even all Wes Craven movies were that great. I know that's blasphemy, maybe say, but it's not blasphemy. No, no, they, they're they're not all bangers. They can't no, all be bangers. They're not. That's why you keep trying again, right? Mm-hmm. All righty. So yeah, I'm just rewinding this for days, dude. I don't see any particular reason to remake, reboot, or any of this. Sh- I mean, maybe reboot. Maybe you can pull a Doctor Sleep mode with it, like you you were saying. Yeah, Caroline. Yeah, the, I mean, like I said, Caroline's I would love now or. I would love or, a story where it's a continuation and maybe like, or maybe Carol Ann's the new psychic in it. Maybe she's not brought into later on because this new family's dealing with shit. And then they find, they start looking up and they find this girl's story on the internet. So they're, yeah, you know, who the fuck knows? Whatever. Yeah. You could go with it. It could I work. Could it. it could work. All right, man, let's rate this bitch. So Brody gave us a solid four. Chad daddy wrote us in and I believe he gave us a 4.5. All right. Uh, let me check. Let me just double check. I don't want to. I don't want to screw up Chad's score here. But yes, four solid four five. All right, I'm giving so. it a five. Flat oh, out five. I love it. Love it. Love it. Nothing right. wrong with this movie at all. And you know what? I am agreeing because and I dude, like I know we've been talking about it for this fucking hour and a half, but it's a fantastic fucking movie. Mm-hmm. I yeah. absolutely. It's one of my. It's one of those ones that I always kind of forget how much I love it. Yeah. <laughs> And if the girlfriend comes over tonight, I'm going to watch it again. That's yeah. how, you know, that's how not bad this movie is. I fucking oh, love man. it. We didn't get one from Bob, so that's okay. So we're going to divide this bitch by four. Yeah, so that gives us a Gord Moore score of a 4.6. Yeah, buddy. 1982's Poltergeist. I am going to text that to the Chad Daddy right now. So that takes us into what we are reviewing next week. And that will be a Mr. Bobby Amone pick. And that is the movie ticks. Nice. So we're going to get seen little, it. We're going to get a little creepy crawly next week. Uh, I believe this is the one when we talked about it last week and I already forgot, but I think this is the one that has Seth green in it. Um, a very young Seth green dude. Like hmm. nice. Uh, let me see. Ticks movie. 1993 film. Yep, Seth Green plays Tyler Burns. You can watch this bitch on Roku Channel, Pluto, Tubi. Sweet, dude. It's free on everything. Amazon, Vudu. So, yes, everybody listening right now, watch the movie Ticks and fucking be ready for next week. And like I said, boys, I will not be joining y'all next Monday. It is Grandma's 93rd birthday, but I will be sending in a video. Hell yeah. So let's hope Bob and Chad will be good here because I ain't running the <laughs> shit solo. <laughs> if worse comes me. to worse, I'll 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 do it from my car. If worse comes to no, worse, no, 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 we'll fucking we'll fucking get this situated. We got a whole week to figure out Chaddy's situation, and Bob's was an up and couple moment. So hopefully he won't have the same issue. But uh, seeing that we are done here with the movie talk, I don't have anything nerdy this week, buddy. So. I have nothing nerdy either, man. Sweet man, I mean, I've just been busy with my own cos cosplay, and I mean, you know what, dude? See, we're in the nerdy thing. I'm just gonna bring it up again, dude. Fucking metal house singer, check that shit out. I, I have it fucking, fucking right here. 
I'm gonna download I'll, the fuck out of it. I'm not gonna lie. I want to hear Brody's opinion on it, dude. Just because Brody, uh, um, oh, that's true, Boss Man. You might have to get Boss Man in on this shit, dude. If he's in. I didn't know if uh, if he likes ticks, dude, and he would be uh, if he would fucking grace us with his presence, dude. Then absolutely. Um, but yeah, man. I want to get Brody's opinion or I want to see him try that shit out because Brody plays guitar. You know what I mean? Like Brody, yeah. uh, it's, it's just, it's just, like, dude, I played trumpet. You know what I mean? But yeah, at least yeah. I learned how to like read music. It's been a long time, dude. So I'm rusty as fuck, but I remember how, you know, at least you can know how to, anybody should be able to carry a tempo. Yeah. As long as you can carry a tempo, you can fucking work this game, dude. Yeah, I'm so, going to download it as soon as we're done here. It's so, I wish, the demo was longer or there was more in the demo dude yeah yeah because <laughs> like once you get the hang of it because man like you start off you get a sword but then you get the skull like i said that shoots fire but the skull that shoots fire you can shoot it all the time and that helps keep your fury up so that way you can keep your song going at a higher pace like or a better pace or whatever so yeah yeah bills and um then you get a shotgun and then you get a dual wielding fucking pistols man and when you're just fucking just going nuts with the pistols and just like in beat with the music and it's just like perfect 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 perfect. you're like this is fucking tits like there was a game (laughs) oh fuck what the fuck was it called i have it for my vr and it's a shooter it's a shooter but you shoot to the beat and i had seen a tiktok on it uh what the fuck is it you know what thank you for bringing up vr because i do have some nerdy shit to talk about and i can't believe i i fail as a ghostbuster fan Holy shit, dude! Ghostbusters Day was last week. Oh, I know. We totally was fucking so missed that. So much fucking yeah. shit. There that was, was a lot dropped. And our animated so series, new animated series from Netflix, new animated movie from Sony Animation, new follow-up movie to Ghostbusters Afterlife. They dropped out more specs for the uh, proton pack. If you picked one up from the Haslabs, they actually dropped the poundage on it. That bitch is like seventeen pounds, and I was like, "Ooh, nice! Oh, that's shit. gonna feel like that's gonna feel like." A little nice, you know what I mean? Yeah. Especially when you get the gun on there, too. Um, What the hell else did they drop? There was... Oh, Dark Horse is setting out a new comic series with Ghostbusters as well, dude. So, like, yo, if you're a GB fan, you just got uh, you just got showered on with some good-ass shit right there. That is for sure. I'm sad, man, because I got rid of Netflix, but they're really trying to make me fucking come back to that shit. <laughs> I'll give you my login. You can have my fucking login. No, I remember they're going to get rid of that shit. They Damn, said. Fuck them. Fuck them. They say the same IP address. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but all right, man. So I mean, is there anything else nerdy? I got nothing, man. I, I can't. I'm, try to, I'm trying to remember. I, there's nothing I can think of in. I mean, E3 happened, but I didn't Dude, watch. There's nothing. So. First of all, I mean, I, my uh, buddy Pete Ward, he filled me in on the Xbox panel, which is sad. Like usually, most Xbox panels, they didn't really talk about shit. Uh, I don't think they did the new, the Nintendo one yet. If I'm not, mis- I, I could be wrong. Maybe they did. Um, I did catch one from New Blood though, and New Blood is a PC game thing, mm-hmm. and they they make a bunch of first person shooters and shit. I for I dig into them. They're they're newer, but they look like classic, like old school nineteen like ninety one, ninety two, ninety three style shooters, like DOS DOS style games. Mm-hmm. And they got a bunch more DLC and shit coming out. So that shit looks pretty good, too. Oh, the game was Pistol Whip. What the fuck just happened? Pistol Whip, huh? My Phasmophobia literally just started playing by itself. 
Oh, sh- dude, my shit was all popping up and everything too. Like I was running other programs. I usually don't. That doesn't happen. To- it's the ghost, man. It's the ghosties. You know what it is? Bo- Brody even told you to play uh, Phasmophobia. So the he computer did. is just like, hey, you know what? I'm- it's going to make you do it anyways. Um, so Chad Daddy does apologize. His computers were just shit in the bed, but he wishes happens, he could be here for everybody. Yep, it does. Um, but once again, next week, join us for 1993's Ticks. Join us. Which, oh, Clint Howard's in it too. He's a horror fucking fan for a great. <gasps> oh my God. Fucking Alfonso's in it, dude. Alfonso Rivero? Yeah, he is. What? Oh, shit, dude. We are going to be fucking doing the Carlton for an hour and a half next week. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. All righty. On that note, I would say we uh, chalk this bitch up. So, Steve, if you want to start us off. As always, ladies and gentlemen, I am your host with the ghost, the Duke of the Dead, the Prince of the Paranormal, the Ghost Daddy, Lord Scuba Cabra, saying, this house is clean. Thank you, sir. And this is the not so mean fluff master supreme, Big Johnny D, saying adios, gorehounds, and remember, stay fresh, cheese bags. Mm-hmm.